Download the Cliff Central app. Available now on the Apple App Store and Google Play Store. Fashion Lab on CliffCentral.com. Welcome to the Fashion Lab radio show. My name is Lisa Gumba Regis Ford, and on today's show, we will be talking about fashion media and why the fashion industry cannot ignore it. Now, media in fashion obviously has an important role to play because of the fact that fashion journalism has emerged as a significant part of the fashion business. We've seen a lot uh, with fashion emerging as a big industry in its own respect. There have been a few factors. Um, that have strong influences over this industry, and fashion media is definitely one of them. Now, we obviously have so much proof that the role of media in fashion and the fashion industry is of great importance because it's quite influencing as a medium and has an amazing reach. Before we go further and deep in, I want to definitely introduce <laughs> to you guys my uh, our senior trend analyst, Nicola Cooper, who's sitting with me in studio today, looking beautiful in green. Thank you, Liz. Welcome. I to think the we show. both got the green memo today. <laughs> I've got a bit of a touch on it. What are you wearing, and uh, what is inspiring this look? I am actually wearing um, Zara, which is quite unusual. It's a throwback to the 1970s. It's a little mini um, in a sort of forest green, and it's a it's a chambray fabric, um, which is lovely um, to the touch. Um, so it's a little bit of a winter outfit. Because this weather can actually not make up its mind. I'm telling you, what is it? <laughs> I'm actually dressed for winter and now it's high summer outside. So <laughs> even though it might look good, I'm dying. <laughs> I, no, I am dying while you're talking about that. Let me actually take this jacket off. But I love that dress. I love that vintage twist to it. And that's why I had to ask you, was it like Zara now or is it a Zara vintage? <laughs> I mean, we, we are seeing quite a massive throwback to the 1970s in both international and local um, on the runway so it's there's a lovely um, throwback to 70s coming in which I am so excited about well like Nicola said I'm wearing a beautiful green safari um, skirt which I will be showing at my collection um, at SA Fashion Week on the I 7th. almost <laughs> stole it off Liz as she came in yes I can see Nicola's the type who's already stolen something but we wouldn't even talk about it but she literally is grab as you go <laughs> While stocks last. So this is a, it's a very nice casual, um, Thursday. And I think we will enjoy this green as we go on, um, dissecting the media and the role that media is actually playing in the fashion industry. Now, Nicola, what's the most, um, important role that you feel media plays in your fashion world? Well, um, fashion media plays a massively significant role. Um, I was chatting last week about um, who should be sitting front row, and it really is um, what we refer to in the trend industry as the gatekeepers. And these are the editors, the, the stylists, the fashion directors. These are the individuals who choose what is actually going to be in fashion. Um, so they're part of a larger landscape within the trained landscape, and that is they are they form the trickle-down theory. So if Anna Wintour features your garment in vogue, you're a sure win. Um, and that's how much power that one magazine has over a designer. And, I mean, that really comes – it goes to show why people like Anna Wintour still sit front row. It's not that they have to. I mean, she gets paid a fortune. She is already famous. And it's not really for fame's sake. It's so that she can see and identify who it is she would want to assist in building a career. So magazines, um, television, uh, Instagram, Twitter, you name it, including fashion films like Nick Knight, um, filmed panels of people discussing fashion, you name it. Um, it really goes on to signify how important um, the designers are within the industry and who the, the gatekeepers select to highlight. Wow. You know, concurring with social media editor Stephanie Mears, here's uh, some top five tips on how um, I think we can get ahead by maximize on the most popular form of media or social media um, sort of ways to push our brands ahead. Um, social media is definitely one of the mediums in media, but I still think it's probably the most powerful um, medium when it comes to uh, media and especially for fashion as visual as the industry 
is as well. Also, it's free. <laughs> and it's free Which means it That we allows, should actually be on top of yeah. it A bit more than yes. we are So one of my f- uh, first top um, key things Is to definitely use social media To push your story before the real story And that's one of the things I love to do Because I'm a storyteller And I find that telling the story Which is what we'll call behind the scenes Before telling the real story Or using or pushing elements Whether it's a little uh, fashion film Or whether it's a little um, Whatever it is that you choose to use I think that it's very um, powerful Because because you actually get the audience and give them more insight behind your brand and kind of keep them more clued. So I think that's a very good way. I heard that with Michael Kors Fashion Week board, which gained nearly 90,000 followers five days before the show, you tell yes. me how that works. <laughs> like, I mean, we, that's exactly what I discussed last week with Michael Kors and his use of, of social media in order to... Um, Allow for his audience to get a narrative and contextualize his uh, garments before they hit the runway. And it's becoming more and more of a trend to do a behind the scenes narrative approach to the, to the designers rather than just what's coming mm. down the runway because mm. it really gives insight into the personal side mm. of the designer. And mm. we, we all want to know like a little mm. bit more. And it about strengthens the story because yes. just looking at it on the runway is hard to know what happened behind, who was doing it, which are some of the people who worked on it, what was the story behind it. And whereas... was Michael Kors really nasty <laughs> or was he nice? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's my first point is just push on your story behind the real story. It really ma- makes sense and it gives more more strength to whatever it is you're pushing. Another thing is definitely, which is the second point, is to use proper images. Um, I've seen, obviously, when we look at social media, there's like, I've seen a blurry, blurry, I've seen some really bad things pushed out on social media. And I feel like the way that people respond these days is forget about the behind. And I think also to go back onto your report from last week is stop using those blurry bad images yes. because the truth is people are keen. They're interested. Fashion is visual. If your image is blurry, they'll just go on to Michael Kors or whoever's next yes. or Lee's. Oh, <laughs> you know, so try to get some really proper stuff. They to gone at the times and the days when you had to save your images for something special, like saying, saving a beautiful jacket or a beautiful pair of shoes for Sunday. It, it, Sunday, every day is Sunday. Today and every day is, is the new day. So you can't, you, you better just put your good foot out, use the best that you can, put it out there. Absolutely. And it's called outfit of the day for a reason. <laughs> outfit of the day. Uh, the third point is to understand your demographics and tailor your message to them. And I'm sure between you, me and Morwick, you've seen on social media that people sometimes because of the short cuts and the shorter ways of doing things and the faster way of doing things might decide let me tag my Instagram uh, thing you know the way you can have your Instagram post and then link it to Twitter without necessarily just stop being lazy and just put up another Twitter um, post because the demographics are so different your audiences are so different in each platform Absolutely. And, and you know and what Twitter is doing with their 140 characters you think they're going to now click on there to now go back to see what you're doing on Instagram they're on Twitter so I think uh, one of the things that we need to do and learn is Instagram is more of a niche market for example fashion brands are successful because they know how to segment their messages they know how to talk differently around whatever it is they're pushing and it's a very visual pr- platform it's over 140 characters plus the picture in fact the visual is actually the biggest story in Instagram so it's just about learning your demographics if you're on Facebook which I call the village because I really think Facebook is a village but you know again it's also a platform and it has its audience it's just about tailoring whatever it is you're posting and don't be so lazy to just independently post on each because you're talking to different Completely different audiences, completely. In fact, um, the youth today refer to um, Facebook as the place where old people go to complain. Um, So if you're looking for a youthful market, it's not really on Facebook. So be careful about what you are posting and where you are posting it. And Stephanie Myers, um, the social media editor, says that, you know, it's not a one size fits all. Social media is like you need to spend time looking at what your customers do on each network. And then nip and tack your message as needed. 
my fourth point is definitely to keep it real and sell your brand, not John's. So I just find one of the things that as I look on social media, I'm not the, so, I'm not the strongest social media freak, but I've realized my uh, social media is actually growing slowly and organically. And I love what's happening because I'm paying more attention to certain things hmm. that I probably didn't in the past. But the thing is, what I find weird is, for example, with bloggers, they all want this three-part picture, which when I see one more, I'm going to vomit. Like, why do you all have to do the same thing? Why do you, does Sally have to stand there and have like a picture on the side a pic, and then kind of split it into the three thing? And then when I look at all fashion bloggers, that's what they're all doing. So I think mm. it's about um, just keeping it real, tailor, tailoring it to what it is. If it's Nicola, let it be Nicola and be uniquely Nicola's story because we all have different to- stories. We all have to sell different stories because we we are different. And I also think it's very important to note that um likes are not the be all <laughs> and end all. It is the engagements mm-hmm. that count. Mm-hmm. Um so you I mean people can go out and farm likes, you can actually purchase likes, but the engagement with your audience is most important. Okay. I mean just as an example I myself read a morning mantra every single morning except when I'm running late and I might read it in the evening. But I share that with my audience and it seems to be something that resonates with my audience. And I hashtag it my morning mantra and people will come up to me at fashion shows or at events and say, I love your morning mantra and they engage with it in in the most dynamic way. And I sort of go, well, I don't write them. I just post them. But there's something within that 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 shows them a little bit about me as a person, and I think it's important to, to understand that it is about you. They want to know more about you. It's not just liking and some kind of voyeuristic uh, perspective. It is the engagement yeah. with you as the individual, and I think that's becoming more and more important as you're telling your narrative <sighs> around your designers. Mm. I think um, that's really cool. My last point is, if you're not on social media, please get on it because oh, it's my this. Word. Where like we, we, we will just leave it there and leave it so that you think about, don't even think about it, just get on it. And I think for fashion, um, brands or the fashion industry at large, I think that the platforms like Instagram, I would say if you had two choices between Twitter and Instagram, go visual. I mean, you have space. You have a space where everyone is stimulated so visually and there's so much visual to play around with. But anyway, keep your tweets coming. Share with us the power of media in your fashion business at Fashion Lab. We are on Twitter. Our contributors will also be joining us on the show Mile High Fashion with Lynn Jasmine and Echoes from New York with Edgy Benson. And... uh we will also be saying uh, hello to Morwick here. Hello, <laughs> Good Marwick. afternoon, everyone. And you're looking suave. Oh, um, thank you so much. I was so just waiting fa- for you to, to, to introduce me so again. Fashionably so fashionably. I know. So yes. fashionably. Who are you wearing? <laughs> I'm wearing a bit of me. This is part of my of my new collection. The Mo. It's no more called the Bonjabi. It's the Mojabi. It's a little bit inspiration that I've been working on. You know, and you know me, I have to put on a little bit of the glitz and, and the glam on the pieces you with my You must pi- see how puma. much hype he got around these items. I love fashion week. I have to say, I love, and we're going to take a picture, we're going to tweet it up so that everyone else who's listening can also heart, see heart, heart. what he's wearing. And then also a quick reminder, we have our last segment on the show, Who Would You Want to Dress and Why? Don't forget to catch up with us. Let us know who you want to dress and why when we... Uh, unveil ours. Now we're going to be joined in studio by special guest Jane Schreiber of Schreiber Media, a Cape Town based company that produces publications for a local and global audience, including the South African Fashion Handbook. Now the editorial focus is on fashion trends, local and international with content that also aims to gain insight from fashion brands and individuals on where the next season is heading. Some of the content include interviews with designers, feature stories, emerging trends, the fashion designer directory, which is also the only directory in SA. Um, Jen, welcome to the show. Thank you. Lovely to be here. Good afternoon. Hi, Jane. Hello. How are you? <laughs> we are fine. Thank you. Then thank you for joining us on the show. Was that a good introduduction or what? <laughs> Absolutely perfect. The first thing I have to say is thank you to one of our favorite, favorite contributors, Nicola herself. Fantastic. She's <laughs> writing the most amazing stories for us, and we love her insights every single time we actually produce a, a handbook. Oh, She's wow. just sitting here with but a big I'm smile. I'm actually blushing, Jane. <laughs> not, not many people can make me blush, but you just did. <laughs> Jane, thank you so much. So it means if we go to bed, now we're all fine, right? 
Anyway, John, I mean, Jane, congratulations on four years of the fashion handbook. I mean, it's yes. a great way for people to Absolutely. actually connect with the fashion businesses and, and more timeless content, you know? Now, could you share with us why you decided to get away from the gossip media route and actually focus on a publication that does not just focus on celebrity gossip and retail items, but instead focuses on a broad, timeless trends? Well, you know, I think that as you were just discussing social media and magazines, there's a place for all of that. Um, my real passion is on a slow read or slow journalism. And like you were talking about the narrative, the story behind the story. So I think that in South Africa, being a fairly small market, the fast, glossy magazine, fashion magazines, we've, we've got that covered. But I think that there's a definite place for people who want to learn about fashion, to know the story behind fashion, how it evolves, how what's happening in the world actually affects the way that we dress. That's always been absolutely fascinating to me. And I think that people like to actually have a magazine or a handbook that they can keep for six months and the content stays relevant. I I'm, think it has, <laughs> it's got far more value that way. I was going to say, I keep mine for years and I just so keep looking I. at <laughs> Six months is an understatement, but what are some of the trends that you're covering in your recent issues? Well, the, the upcoming issue is more about which I find absolutely fascinating and thrilling is a whole emancipation of ourselves as individuals. And it's been reflected in the way that we dress. People are feeling far more freer to express individuality in the way that they dress. And for me, that's personally is what fashion is about, expressing ourselves through the clothes that we wear, when we choose to wear it. Every day we wake up, we can be a different person. And I think that finally in the world, we're starting to accept that people can dress and free themselves through fashion. So that, to me, has been an evolving trend. And I think finally people are starting to understand it and put it into practice. So that emancipation, I find absolutely amazing. Yeah. Jane, it's, it's, it's Morwick here. I absolutely also just love, love, love it. And it's like a, a dictionary, having this fashion dictionary. And if you need a designer or you need someone, yes. you just quickly page through it. Now, in terms of, of Jane, because sometimes when you look at it, a lot of people will say that, you know, our market is, is, is very niche, but yet we know it's, 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 it's a broad, broad, broad market. Now, in terms of, Making it more of the availability of this important handbook, or shall, uh, or shall we call it magazine? You know, it, are you looking at ways of expanding more in terms of publishing and getting it more out there? Because I think that is the problem that we're facing is that we need more knowledge and more education mm. pumped out to the industry. We need so more people like can, you. yeah, so people can <laughs> understand, you know, it's, it's, it's the same as like us having, you know, the radio show and the publications and, you know, the more the merrier and to encourage people to say that this is our industry and we actually growing because a lot of people think that the, you know, the African global fashion industry is going nowhere slowly and people are still questioning, questioning us. But yet we know that the industry is growing. So do you have plans on actually extending this magazine Definitely. to, yeah. You know, I think that people are starting to realize that Africa is going to absolutely blossom and bloom in the next couple of years, and in particular in fashion and design and the creative side of it. The rest of the world is starting to recognize us as a major design force. And when, when we started the handbook, um, print was in that sort of seesaw motion where it was, is it going to last or isn't it going to last? And I think finally we're starting to find our footing in terms of incorporating it with social media. It's becoming... You have to have the magazine as well as the social media. But I think that the way we started, which was a secure distribution method for us, was to link it to SA Fashion Week, which we're very, very grateful for. But as the magazine or the handbook is graining in popularity, we are starting to look at, at publishing at Mainline into exclusive books, into CNA, into the airports. So it is definitely something we're working on. But I think that to, for us to have actually gained a very solid footing by distributing it this way, we're actually getting a lot more confidence in terms of making it mainstream. It is a plan, definitely. Jane, from a from a personal experience uh, for writing uh, for the Fashion Handbook, it's quite an interesting thing for me because I, I work with a number of publications, but with the Fashion Handbook, I'm able to use large words and tap into um, more of a highbrow approach um, to to the fashion world. I mean, my latest um, articles for you are on gender fluidity and cognitive 
bits of science in fabrication and new new fabrications and and I find w when I approach other publications with that kind of information they definitely do shy away from it yet you do not you you embrace it quite um with open arms um do you find your readership is really different um as a result Oh, thanks, Nicola. You know, it's it's never been my aim to do a um, a glossy fashion magazine. As I, as I mentioned, there's enough of those out there. But I do think people have got a very, very strong need, as you said, to be educated and to find out and to be able to go to one source and have that information in in one place. I mean, it's, it's fine that the massive information we have on the Internet, but nobody really has time to trawl through thousands of websites either. Yes. So the handbook is definitely... I don't like to use the term highbrow. That's not that's not where we're going at all. It's for it's for everybody, but it is definitely um, it's a slow read. It's slow journalism. It really is what we want to know and what we need to know. And for people who need a more in depth look at the fashion industry and the fashion world, and the world that's actually influencing fashion. So you're right. It is. Um, I think that that's why we also started off slow with the handbook. We weren't sure of how it would be received in the market. As I think. I think Sorry. I have to commend you for not underestimating the intelligence of yes. your readers. I, I'm just going to correct myself from highbrow to the fact that you actually, you acknowledge the intelligence of your readers. You, you don't dumb things down. Well, I think that people have got a tendency to view fashion as frivolous or to view fashion as, as something that you do on a Saturday afternoon when you go shop. And I think it's far more than that. And people realize that deep down, they actually realize that the way that they, they dress signifies far more than, you know, a costume that they're putting on. And people want to often know the, the reasons behind what's happening in fashion. So I think that there is a definite place for it. Um, I just want to ask this as a personal one before we, uh, <laughs> we leave. Is um, how do you guys manage to push this handbook as a free copy? I mean... Where are we making money? Are we, is there, is, <laughs> and obviously, and you keep doing, and you keep doing it again and again. So, I, I, from a business perspective, I have to ask, how are you guys doing? You know, we 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 fund it completely on advertising from advertising. And I think that that's that's another reason why we've actually managed to keep going is that we've linked it to an audience. For instance, SA Fashion Week, where everybody that attends that event is in love with fashion. That's their main reason for being there. So the advertisers know that 100% the people who are seeing their ads are fashion orientated or interested in fashion. So it's a very niche market, but a, a wide market where they know that everybody is is interested in what they're going to be reading and seeing. Whereas if you've got your magazine, for instance, in exclusive books or CNA, um, it's by chance that somebody will pick it up and buy it. Oh. We're, at, we're at an event like SA Fashion Week. Everybody there is going to read the magazine and see the ad. So it's quite a strong selling point for the advertisers. Okay. Okay. Well, Jane, it's been nice catching up with you. We are really um, proud of what you guys are doing when it comes to your publications. We are also very excited to have that handbook. Like I said, we don't just keep it for six months. I mean, I've got mine years and years later. I feel like I'm holding or holding a, a sort of library. <laughs> but it's, that really makes yes, me but feel... it's because the content is so timeless and it actually relates to some of us in an easier, uh, very easy. So thank you for joining us. How can our listeners connect with you on social media or whatever format? We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all at SA Fashion Handbook, the same handle for all three platforms, or our website, safashionbook.co.za, and please come to SA Fashion Week, and they'll get a free copy there. Yeah, you heard it all, guys. Thank you so much <laughs> for joining. Thank you for your support. Yes, have a lovely day, and we'll be in touch. Thank you. Bye-bye, Jane. Thank you so much. Bye. Guys, that was Jane, and this is us, uh, Jane Schreiber, and we are talking fashion media today. Um, she's definitely working on publications such as the SA Fashion Handbook, and we're going to definitely be getting some of those copies. If you don't have one, come to Fashion Week. <laughs> anyway, we are rolling over to um, Lynn Jasmine uh, with High Mile Fashion. Um, Lynn, are you on the line? Okay. Well, uh, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to be right back with Nicola's Trend Report. Uh, keep it locked. 
fashion industry isn't just for the elite anymore. Social media is forcing open the doors to make room for a new group of influencers. It's mainly because the Instagram economy is booming and companies are taking it seriously. Considering Instagram has more than 300 million active users, brands are investing heavily in marketing on the app. But they're not the only ones who've figured out the power that social media has in advertising. Models have, too, and they're using it to their advantage. Vogue calls them Instagirls. They're the new class of supermodel. There's a reason you know who Cara Delevingne, Carly Kloss, and Gigi Hadid are. They're all over social media. And now that online popularity is earning them bigger paychecks. The Financial Times talked to Sarah Dukas, who founded the London-based agency Storm Model Management. She said that if a major model, like Cara Delevingne, does a big campaign, the brand quotes for her to model, and then quotes again for the fact that she has more than 13 million Instagram followers. And if there are two models that are perfect for the same campaign, the job will go to the one with more fans every time. Social media is changing the game. Supermodels haven't been this famous since Kate Moss and Naomi Campbell. The difference is that now Instagram is part of the job. Models aren't just paid to pose or walk the runway. They're paid to snap behind-the-scenes pictures of shoots and post pics of them wearing the swag they get from different brands. Some designers are even using Instagram to build their campaigns. Mark Jacobs has used the hashtag CastMeMark for multiple casting calls, open to anyone with an Instagram account. The importance of a solid social media following hasn't gone unnoticed. Some modeling agencies, like Storm, include real-time social media stats on its models' bio pages. So if you're thinking about hiring Bahati Prinsloo, you can see how many Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram followers she has, in addition to traditional info like height and eye color. Keeping it real on cliffcentral.com. Here we are again talking fashion media. We had uh, Jane Schreiber from the Schreiber Media um, Company. We've also got um, our usual culprits in studio. We're going to be rolling mm-hmm. over, though, right now to Lynn Jasmine with Mile High Fashion. Lynn, welcome. Hi, everyone. Hi, Lynn. Hi, Lynn. Hi, How are you? I'm very good, thanks. How are you? We are fine, thank you. Uh, we would love to know what you're wearing before you jump into your Mile High Fashion. Ooh, I'm wearing a grey knitted, knitted polo neck and bootleg jeans with black boots for the cold. All right. Well, welcome to the show and straight into your Mile High Fashion. <laughs> well, welcome to Mile High Fashion, brought to you from London today. So the space of fashion media is so broad and is covered across a variety of platforms, including, you know, video, film, television, social media, advertising campaigns, trade shows and fashion shows. And Fashion Week year in London ended a few weeks ago, but we're still seeing coverage from the event thanks to great PR companies. And one thing that I love about Fashion Week year is um, similar to the fashion handbook that you were just speaking of, they have a paper called The Daily, and it's a newspaper with about 12 pages dedicated to the happenings during Fashion Week. So in each copy every day, you get a summary of the shows, the big moments, what happened, a trend report, any news, catwalk highlights, designer profiles, and of course, street style. And I think it's a nice way to end off a crazy day and it's good to leave with something tangible, you know, and just to get away from the online space that we are caught up in all the time. During Fashion Week, you find that in the front row, throughout the room, in fact, people are glued to their phones because of Instagram and Snapchat and Twitter, you know. And actually, I think that you lose essence of the production of the show because you miss moments and details and the atmosphere because we're in a world that's become so instantaneous. And so people are sitting there broadcasting um, the happenings for their social media platforms. Um, and then these collections only become available six months later. And then by then, it's old news. And the high street has already created several different versions of that trend or particular garment. So I think it's very challenging for editors um, because as a, as a reader, why am I getting excited about something in February that I've already seen <laughs> in September? True. You know? Um, unless you Burberry who lets you shop online straight from the catwalk there and then. And it's it's so crazy with the amount of pressure that's being 
designers are being put under. Um, and some designers actually have even gone so far as banning cell phones from their shows because it's seen as a distraction. Yes. Whereas people like Dolce and Gabbana, um, they use them now in their campaigns because now it's become daily life. And Lynn, the- um, I was going to just, sorry to interrupt you, but I was just going to also say that um, you sitting in London and obviously spending a lot of time there in the fashion industry, what would you say is the biggest role that media has actually played in your space or in your fashion world generally? And whether it's social media or any other form of media, but just media generally. Well, I think that uh, social media has become a powerful tool because it, it, it forces, it forces designers to stay on their toes. Um, if I don't like something or I can go straight to social media and I can tag whoever I'm talking to and say, Oh, whoever I love this or I don't love this. And now they have. Um, they forced to give me a response immediately because if it's bad publicity, it can be so tainting to a brand. Do you know what I mean? And what, um, yeah. And what would be your parting shots for just, you know, people who are still speculating or still don't understand the power of media in the fashion industry? What would be your parting shots as mile high fashion? I think that it's a good there are positives and there are negatives. You know, fashion media is a wild and a fast chase and it's become very influential. And as Nicola spoke earlier about the trickle up, um, trickle down effect, it's also the plays a role in the trickle up effect where designers actually now get inspiration straight from street style because of fashion media. Mm-hmm. So that's a big role that it plays and you know it can be your friend or your foe yes specifically around instagram and blogging i mean street style has has kind of taken over from fashion weeks yeah it's growing massively Mm -hmm. yes um and then finally i just wanted to say that you know there's um trade shows also and we've i'm just going to mention one which is pure london that happens uh this year it's happening in july but i know last year uh, the Fashion Council took a few designers from SA, um, namely Stefania Morland and the Lesso uh, Adam and Eve clothing. And it's a good space to note, to showcase and get that kind of global talk around your brand. Mm. So, yes. Well, that's me from Mile High Fashion today. <laughs> Thank you, Lynn. Um, stay fabulous in your bootleg. Is it bootleg? In the, what were you wearing? Bootleg. Yes. I hope it's not yes. those herbs. <laughs> stay, stay fabulous and we will be looking forward to hearing from you again with our topic next week. All right. Thanks, Goodbye, guys. Lynn. Ciao, Thank ciao. You, Lynn. Enjoy London. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, guys, that was Lynn with high, Mile High Fashion. I don't know why I want to call it my High Mile sometimes. <laughs> but anyway, I just want us to roll straight over to you, Nicola. Welcome with the Trend Report and uh, talk to us. Okay, great. Well, welcome to the Trend Report. Um, as you can always find me on the handle at Nicola Coop on Twitter and Instagram. And if you have any questions or comments, please hashtag Ask Nicola Cooper and don't forget to CC in Fashion Lab. Um, so chatting about um, social media, the 2016 International Fashion Weeks are now supposedly behind us. And we're kind of looking at the numbers and crunching the stats um, to crown the social media winners and losers um, <laughs> of that time. Um, so conflicting data and contradictory reports on these brand statistics are published daily through through New York, London, Milan, and Paris, making it quite difficult to compose an accurate um, picture of what is actually what. Um, But we do have a few um, numbers that are available. Um, So here's a little bit of breakdown on what you need to know about how social media and who was playing hard on social media these past um, fashion weeks internationally. So Instagram, of course, continued to dominate during New York Fashion Week. Uh, 427,000 images were shared on Instagram, generating more than 113 million social engagements, likes and comments, according to, uh, 
Trader Communications. So year on year, this is about a 4.7 increase on images and a 30% increase in engagements, providing that Instagram continues to be a powerful medium for brands that want to join in on the um, Fashion Week conversation. And as I said before, um, we are using Instagram quite um, carefully now, rather choosing images that are not blurry, something that is um, reliable and visually engaging. Um, it's quite interesting to, to say that Natalie Massonet, who is the chairman of the British Fashion Council, added during uh, London Fashion Week that 90% of the British Fashion Council's designers questioned in a survey if they were on Instagram. So 97% of um, Britain's um, designers uh, commented that they were on Instagram. So those designers in South Africa that were, are not on Instagram, I I highly recommend you get there fast. Um, a lot of designers have been embracing Snapchat to reach Generation Z, a younger audience, and Snapchat exploded during Fashion Month, um, hitting up all four fashion weeks in a very, very big way. I did say to you last week that Snapchat is, is more engaging, more personal, and a lot of designers are turning to that medium. So social media uptake usually filters down through New York and London, before reaching Milan and Paris a couple of seasons later, but the fashion industry could not afford to ignore this trend. New de designers joining included Tommy Hilfiger, Marc Jacobs, Mulberry, Gucci, Dior, and more. And 11% of social activity media, uh, social media activity around Paris Fashion Week was attributed to Generation Z. So it is a massive, um, sort of, trends to follow uh, Twitter, I'm, I'm not going to go too far into Twitter because we've spoken a lot about this particular platform we're quite familiar with it but it is still relevant but it is seeing um, less and less engagement um, Facebook lost ground um, again um, like I said earlier it is becoming an older platform so we are losing um, that engagement um, with the younger millennials and um, they it's continuing to fall out of favor with fashion cr I, I, crowds. I just have to say for those who are tuned in only now we are laughing because Nicola referred to it as the space where Old grumpy people go to complain. So we're just, that's just an after laugh. <laughs> exactly. Um, and again, we're going to, just with figures around Facebook, I mean, Facebook activity surrounding New York Fashion Week has declined year on year since 2014. Um, the play, the pay to play nature of the platform is said to be the reason why with brands instead opting to focus resources elsewhere Facebook is experimenting in new spaces in order to uh, get a new renewed audience or attention but definitely with the fashion crowd um, uh, we we are rather moving away to places like Snapchat or Instagram and here is one of the major major trends is a digital detox I spoke about this last week um, while that, um, while this debate <laughs> rages around fashion weeks transforming into consumer facing events, others have been rejecting social media altogether. This season, Massimo uh, Giorgetti banned social media from his show at Milan Fashion Week, mm. suggesting that guests simply enjoy the show instead of watching it through their smartphones. A number of others did it, um, did the same, including Jacques Humus in Paris, Kate's and Ashley Olsen's brand, the, the Row in New York. Bellstaff also didn't allow photo photographs to be taken of its capsule collection with Liv Tyler in London. So it is proving um, to be quite a prominent trend. So what is alongside that trend is the choice, as we just heard, of models um, taking behind the scenes and high profile names like uh, Kendall Jenner, etc. Uh, or Tommy Hilfiger's Snapchat account. Um, those kinds of, of sort of platforms are starting to raise because of the engagement of behind the brand narrative. Um, 
I was going to give you eight bizarre um, trends, but I know I'm running out of time, so I'm going to post that on my um, Facebook account for, the, <laughs> for those old people wanting to engage with them. <laughs> but I did want to bring up a really important move and, and a, quite a dramatic move for, for a major brand. Um, and I think it's a really smart move. British Vogue announced during t- February 2015 that it was introducing a WhatsApp group. Now, this is large, um, and this is an opportunity to be front and center with what's going on in the fashion industry at the drop of a hat in a group with other fashion people. As Vogue puts it, joining our group means we'll message you as soon as the creative director of Dior is announced or the Chanel catwalk pictures go live or if the Oscar dresses land on site. No more scouring Twitter or relying on tabloids. For your latest fashion messages. I mean, I get goosebumps when I know a trend is working and I'm getting goosebumps now. Um, the power of WhatsApp, you know the power of WhatsApp because your friends WhatsApp you all the time. WeChat and Facebook Messenger means there's a growing expectation for personalized communication. Mm-hmm. And the issue is just being able to get in front of customers in the first place. So... Um, Vogue will explain to you if you go to uh, its site on, um, you know, adding yourself to the group. But um, control worries aside, this is Vogue striking up a dialogue with you in a kind of BCC way. And it's a blind copy email, which means you're not going to get your number seen by millions of other people. And other people are not going to see your number. So when they respond to any questions... um that you send, they respond to you individually. Um, so they, there is no worry about people getting your information. But um, it's really exciting, and I think it's quite an interesting way of a brand sort of engaging with you in a very, very um, personal way. Although, mm-hmm. however, it does come across... A, in the WhatsApp as a little bit like Twitter, so a little bit less engaging, a little bit less... Less engaging. Uh, sorry, I have to just... I know you're in the middle of your report, but I'm, I'm going to forget and I'm going to die if we continue before I say what I want to say. Yes. WhatsApp to me is like another village. Forget about Facebook. Now it's another village that <laughs> kind personal. of operates in a, in the zone. I think they're in the same island. In the, I think they're both in the west or the east. I don't know where they are. But the one thing with WhatsApp is the groups can be so overwhelming where it is. Like lately, You're getting pinged all I'm the time. I'm telling you, yeah. my husband was like, Liz, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm not doing anything. It's just ping, 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 ping. And I'm like, it's too much. At least with Twitter, I don't know about the WhatsApp. Although, I, how's that going to be I controlled? I don't know how that's going to be controlled. Well, I mean, there are, there is a lot of control around it. Um, like I said, not everyone will receive a broadcast message unless it's from Vogue itself. I hope okay. Vogue will also be sharing my my uh, <laughs> my my feedback, but, my spiel. Okay, so it is an interesting move. We cannot deny um, that one could be adapted o- over time to suit the audience it is targeting. Like mm-hmm. we said, it's a new audience. It's a new trend. It's something completely new, uh, initiated by Vogue. Um, and if Vogue sensible, it has set up those links um, to make things trackable and and to see how much traffic um, the platform is driving. Um, but aside, whoever is running this channel is running is always online this poor person um, <laughs> always always online and you've got to imagine it's pretty much like they're running their own personal whatsapp conversations on the same handset work phone or not as a result which could make the endless requests to join this group pretty tedious but for those information junkies like myself who want <laughs> to join the whatsapp group <laughs> here is the number. It is an international number. It is plus four four seven four eight one three four zero two six one. I repeat plus four four seven four eight one three four zero 
0891-104-261. We will also post this number on <laughs> yes. the Fashion Lab Twitter and my Twitter account for those of you who really want that immediate engagement with Vogue. And it, that sums up my trend report and I hope you enjoyed it. And if you have any additional questions, it's at Nicola Coop. Hashtag ask Nicola Cooper or follow me on the Fashion Lab account. Nicola, wow. just before you go quickly, so can everyone can respond in the group? Like there's going to be a whole conversation. You can respond to the group. Or is it group, just them sending and then they, it goes off and then. Yeah, it's, it's more like. It's it it, controlled. It, it has is to be. Because very, very that is controlled. annoying. And I was going to say for those who are listening, please, if your access is not granted, do not call us again. <laughs> we're just, if we're just passing information. We care about you guys knowing what's going on. Please. So please do not Father harass. Nicola. Do not harass poor Nicola because we need her here in one piece next week. Vogue will <laughs> respond to you. I will not. <laughs> we are rolling over to, um, thank you for that report, Nicola. We are rolling over to um, Edgy Benson with his echoes from New York. Edgy, welcome to the show. Good afternoon, guys. Good afternoon, afternoon. Edgy. Are you, looking for, I, are you looking forward to being a part of that group? Did you get that number? <laughs> yes, I got the number. I Fantastic. think I may have missed a few, a few, le- a few numbers. But yeah, I got it. It's going to be on the timeline, Edgy, because we just want to go straight into your echoes from New York today. What are you wearing before we uh, move on into your... Story. Um, these old jeans. <laughs> Don't make it up. If you're not wearing anything, just say nothing. I'm, seriously, I was. Yeah, these old jeans. Uh, a knit overcoat and flip flops. Okay, fantastic. I'm at home. Fantastic. And Edgy, before you get on with your um, echoes from New York, what is it, what role do you feel media plays in your fashion business? What your what is just give me give us one of uh, your top. <coughs> top things that I mean, you know you have to give credit back to media for when it comes to your fashion business? It's totally visibility and connectivity. Without without media of, of some sort, I mean, nobody, you just, fashion becomes a, a cave lines activity. Nobody can see it. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, listening to you guys, you know, I, I mean, fashion and media, they are almost inseparable. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say they are twins. They are I mean, one, 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 one begets the other, like, advice of this. I mean, without one, one doesn't exist. The other doesn't exist. Like step, um, like stepsisters or evil twins? <laughs> uh, both, actually. I mean, it can kill you and they can, they can, they can, uh, prop you up. Um, but the, the big thing going on right now with, with media and fashion is because, is that, Media in some the, the 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 growth of social media, in a sense, is removing the power of the big press, the big the big media from uh, you know from being able to sculpt design. Because before, for you to be someone, Anna Winter has to like you. But now, designers can be seen on so many media platforms, whether it is live streaming by you know through Meerkat or or Periscope. Or just going through photo uh, photo platforms like Tumblr, uh, you know, Twitter, uh, Snapchat, uh, you know, Facebook to a lesser extent, and Google Plus. And so, media is the evolution of media is shaping the industry in in a big way. In fact, it's 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 almost monumental um, for like. For 2016 result, Mike Jacobs showed exclusively on, on, on Periscope, which was almost unheard of in, because Periscope had just surfaced, you know, by that time. And it, it showed you how important the designers see media, like the, the evolving forms of media, the evolving platforms, uh, be their live streaming, be their, uh, chat systems or, or, instant video and print. So media is huge in terms of what it's doing to, to fashion. And the designers who are finding ways to adapt and to adopt uh, the, the best media platforms for them are doing very well because they are reaching the, 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 the consumers directly, you know. So what is it that makes the role of media, what is the difference between what's happening here in the continent and what's happening in, e- in New York? I think it's the same thing. It's really just availability, connectivity. I'm not so sure the African designer has 
these resources available to them in, in terms of being able to, to, to use Meerkat or Periscope to show to stream their collections to a wide audience of people without depending on on on, on, on mainstream media to, no, to, we, to, yeah, to pick but I, them up. Yeah, I was going to say we are definitely ahead. It's just like obviously maybe there's people who still don't understand that they need to be on it. But um, is there anything or any parting shots uh, when it comes to media and the power of media that you feel you want to share with um, brands or fashion houses or fashion designers who have probably still ignored um, the importance of or application of it in their businesses? They just need to know that media is is their friend. Find one that works for you. Find a ton of them that would work for you. Adapt your business to them. Adopt them. Okay. Uh, we're going to ask you to stay on the line. Edgy, thank you for those echoes from New York. Um, we look forward to having you again um, on next week. Um, however, we Thank just you. want to quickly go through our who would you want to dress and why, and we'd ask you to hang on the line <laughs> so that you also share with us. I hope you have a name today. Um, now yes. we're going to start with Nicola. Nicola, who would you want to dress and why? Who would I want to dress? Um, I would actually love to dress Iris Apfel. Um, she is uh, one of the advanced style ladies. Um, she is going on, I think, 96 years old at the moment. She has the most incredible style. She is eccentric as hell, and they, she is showing no stopping and no slowing down. All right. Um, Morwick, who would you want to dress and why? Um, my pick um, for this week is, um, I think I did before, but I, I saw him again, is um, Ryan Seacrest. I really want to see him in person, you know, because I believe he's this short little guy, but, you know, he still wears his... <laughs> As you don't don't laugh, he still wears his his suits and his clothing very tailored and everything. He he, he just looks amazing. So Ryan, if you're listening, it is Mel right here on um, Cliff Central on Fashion Lab. Um, holla at me. Edgy, <laughs> <laughs> who would you want to dress and why? This week, I want to dress my um, a, a very good friend of mine who lives next door to me. I just found out. <laughs> she, now Do you have a, just, does she have a name too? Or is it yes, going to be nameless? Her, her name is Danielle. And I just discovered in her wardrobe yesterday the coolest pair of Chelsea boots in brown. And we are working a whole line of items that she can wear with it. So that's my ta- my style task for this week. And that's the person I want to dress. I, this week, would want to dress Chloe Kardashian because I have never really wanted to dress her, but I just kind of have been seeing her a bit lately. She looks quite good. I like her energy. And uh, so she's who I would want to dress. But anyway... Um, we are definitely come to the end of this uh, beautiful show. We hold it here um, every Thursday, 1 to 2 Central Africa time. We are also on www.fashionlabafrica.com for those of you who want to uh, connect or continue to connect with us. And um, I think at the end of the day, whatever you cannot maximize on offline, you now have the opportunity to push online. And that's my parting shot to you who might be speculating on how to get on to this media story. So good luck. Have a lovely day. Um, all the best from us. Kisses and love. Bisous, bisous. Bisous, bisous. Ciao, ciao. Goodbye, ciao. This is cliffcentral.com.